0: young people are the future and in my time where I was sort of I guess growing up and had the dream of wanting to become a doctor I didn't necessarily have somebody hold my hand and say do xyz I didn't necessarily have a mentor in place to I guess open doors for me or you know for me to reach the position that you know becoming a doctor and my why or My mission, I would say, is to ensure that young people are able to reach their full potential.
1: Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Babas-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect 1 million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Babas-Jones, and today we are going to be talking about your influence as a doctor. And we have an incredible, incredible guest here today who I spotted and then subsequently stalked on LinkedIn. Actually, LinkedIn is one of the places where I spend most of my time these days. Um, But I'm always fascinated to see how doctors have leveraged their profile as a doctor to do really amazing things, not only in the UK, but globally, so global influence. Um, So it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Khadija Owusu who is a doctor but also a change maker, leader, agent, TED speaker, a director of so many different organizations I can't even start and she's also been interviewed with or by Michelle Obama at the White House so she wants to listen more about how she's been doing all of that and partnerships with LinkedIn, 20,000 followers she's hit recently, oh my gosh there's so much here. And we're not even going to cover all of it, but we're going to get some a few really important nuggets um, that you can use in your own career journey. If you are thinking, "How can I leverage my personal brand as a doctor to impact the world?" Right. So this is why we're here. Right. So welcome.
0: Thank you so, so much for having me. I wasn't expecting that introduction, Um, but thank you so much. (laughs) No
1: worries, no worries. So let's start from the beginning. Um, As I said, I've been stalking your LinkedIn profile. and One of the things that recently stood out, I think a few months ago, was your involvement with the UN, which you announced mm-hmm. on um, LinkedIn, and my first thoughts was like, "Oh my god, my mum would love to be your mum because that's what my mum <laughs> would want me to be doing." Right? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing now so is never going to be good enough, and that's a joke. But yeah, she. Like, so, so I'd love to hear more about. You graduated from medical school like a few, like 21, was it? Yes, 2021. So tell me like where did this journey start for you when it came to thinking globally impacting globally ooh thinking globally hmm
0: i would say two stages i think For me personally, one thing I always would commend my mum about is the fact that when we were very young, she really ensured that we were very connected to our roots back home. So growing up, I've always had the perspective of, yes, I'm born and raised in the UK, but also I have roots somewhat globally but my roots are also in Ghana Mm -hmm. so I've always been okay I have two homes in mind and therefore there are two populations or two groups of people that I must serve um and so being having that connection growing up and always wanting to go back home and just loving being back home in Ghana it always was in the back of my mind that okay in the future when I grow up this is what I want to do for people back home. Um, So I progressed through getting into medical school because not just having the natural love for science and maths but I have a younger brother the one after me who has sickle cell anemia. So growing up in that particular environment where you are back and forth on top of being in a single parent household, lower socioeconomic backgrounds, there are a lot of I guess challenges. Um, In place that you must overcome and that also really fueled my drive and to wanting to actually become a doctor and helping others as we do so through melanin medics but when it I think my full-on move for wanting to I guess reach a wider audience or having that global impact would definitely be as soon as I finished medical school Mm -hmm. Um, so at that point melanin medics was around I want to say three
1: almost four so, years old so tell us a um, bit more and about melanin um, medics for the, the purposes of the audience yeah. like what is its purpose
0: yeah so Exactly. So for those who don't know, Melanie Medics is a UK registered charity whereby our aims are essentially to diversify medicine, um, widen career aspirations, as well as aid career progression. And we do this through three main networks. So we have our aspiring medics. So any young African and Caribbean student that wants to apply to study medicine and become a doctor That is one particular network we serve. We also have our medical students and doctors um, that we also serve. And we serve them through a variety of means, through our mentorship programs, events, networking, um, various speaking opportunities. And we also work very closely with the BMA and GMC on some of the issues that affect um, our populations, for example, with health inequalities, but also EDI within higher education. That's equality, diversity um,
1: and inclusion, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so you were saying more about um, how your thoughts kind of move to global impact and yeah, outside melan- of melanin medics and beyond.
0: Yeah. So melanin medics, you know, we started when I was halfway through medical school, so in, around my third year, um, and things really picked up for us, I would say, exponentially, exponentially when COVID happened, um, in, and then the Black Lives Matter movement coincided with it, and people were really starting to, I guess, understand or realise that there are a lot of issues that affect our population. And so we were able to, you know, get more support as well as advise, you know, with the British Medical Association, General Medical Council on some of the issues that really affect us. And um, we're now at a point where you know, Melanie Medics is doing uh, quite well, thank God. Um, we're seeing more and more of us getting into medical school, but our current focus is ensuring that we stay, um, mm-hmm. ensuring that once you do get in, ensuring that once you do start working, you are well looked after and not having to face mm. the many challenges that exist currently. Um, so how did, how, but did again- this,
1: yeah, how did this position and how did melanin Medics lead to, I mean, obviously you're still doing it, but your brand profile yeah. as it as it's grown over the last few years
0: yeah so melanomedics i would say exposed me or the team to a lot of opportunities whereby we had to or we were in a way forced or had to put ourselves out there yeah. because we were somewhat seen as we are the representatives of the black medic within the NHS, or the black medical student in a medical school. Um, So that encouraged us to become more vocal, build the confidence and speaking in some of these issues. Um, And naturally, throughout secondary school, I was somebody that was more drawn towards leadership positions. I was always that person that would speak up on behalf of others who were afraid to. Um, So melanin medics really reignited that fire within me. And then it's led I guess it catapulted me into exploring other avenues that I felt quite passionate about um I would then sort of work with a few other organizations um and maybe also like on some EDI panels um working on a few EDI areas projects um which then I think towards the end of medical school yeah, final year was the point where I think, okay, well, I'm actually really starting to see myself as an individual. Um, and growing that personal brand um, was when it really started to kick in, whereby I was sort of then having to receive speaking engagements, mm-hmm. but then also LinkedIn came about and just me posting on my journey and some of the things that I would get up to. Um, yeah, so and... let, let me
1: just jump in there. I mean, I, I mean, what you're saying is incredible and I, and I will get to the, the other parts of your journey. But LinkedIn is one of those places that we at Medic Footprints, we emphasize it's really important for doctors, especially if they're looking to um, progress in alternative careers, particularly in industries, the place you really need to be to yep. network and build relationships on that platform. And as you know, when it's yeah. like your, your first time, there's a massive massive amount of overwhelm when you get there, right? Because you're like, uh, where do I get started? And actually for a lot of people who have been using the platform for a long time, you know that at least 60 to 70% of people on the platform don't do anything, they just consume, they don't create. So I think it's really interesting that you had the courage and I use courage kind of actually quite warmly to start posting about your journey your wins and your fails mm-hmm. and all that stuff so can you tell me any insights that you have into what that was like on the journey just posting on a regular basis about what you were doing and what worked yeah. what didn't work and how you got to 20,000 which is very recently and congratulations uh, on thank, that. You. <laughs> thank you very much um you know I sometimes struggle to
0: find exactly when I joined linkedin and then probably i would say i I took it more seriously i guess probably or almost or just under two years ago um but again as you mentioned like linkedin when Back when I was sort of starting on it, when you mentioned LinkedIn to a medic, they would think, well, what's the point? What do you need that for? Um, Just the whole idea of medics exploring beyond the field of medicine was somewhat seen as a bit of a taboo because it's seen as you're a doctor. What else do you need kind of thing? what's the point in exploring something else um but nowadays it's so amazing to see so many more medics um sharing and creating content on LinkedIn it's amazing um but I decided to take it a bit more seriously I would say it was probably just about two years ago where um I would just literally post on it could be anything melanin medics related it could be or maybe I um This is a particular issue that is going on within um, healthcare affecting black people. These are my thoughts. Um, It could have been, oh, um, Maybe I graduated from this, achieved that. This is something that I learned recently, something that I was told and therefore felt I needed to share. Um, Literally anything. Um, And people have the misconception that you just come and say, oh, um, I received this, I won this, I won that. That's not exactly what LinkedIn is about. And I remember also using it as an opportunity to find mentors. Um, Send that message. You know, you will find so many influential but also really key individuals that you can easily reach out to and next thing you know they're your next mentor or they're providing you with that next opportunity or they're putting you in touch with somebody else Um, so it's an amazing platform to build really good genuine connections Um, so I'm always always advocating for LinkedIn um, and just posting I would say regularly here and there I don't have to I don't necessarily put a gun to my head so it won't try post,
1: but <laughs> what, what's regularly. regular for you at the moment <laughs> or what what did regular look like in the last few years
0: you know what, it really fluctuates so I would say at the around the start where I took it seriously maybe a couple times a month okay not, that
1: much.
0: Okay. not that much however when I then started to when I was able to work with LinkedIn
1: mm. on the
0: program That was a test. So that was three times a week you had to post.
1: So tell me more about this, because obviously, I mean, again, for people that don't know you or don't know about this program, LinkedIn, we're running a creators program, I think about six months ago, was it now? And this is aimed, at, I guess, people like yourself to really help you to leverage your your thought leadership and your reach. So, I mean, what what were the key things that you learned from that program?
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, how I even got to know about the program, so I have a LinkedIn creator manager, um, a lovely woman called Priscilla, and she introduced me to the program and was like, yeah, you know, um, why not submit some sort of proposal or a particular content idea that you will be focusing on? So I did.
1: Sorry, how did you even get a LinkedIn creator manager? How did that even happen? she randomly messaged me actually Ah, okay okay so she found you so clearly something you were doing really caught her eye in the first place fantastic
0: yeah she randomly messaged me we jumped on a call and um that was that Mm -hmm. um so then submitted the idea for the program thankfully got selected and uh, amongst quite a few other creators and literally they selected creators from various audience sizes, which I really commend LinkedIn on, not just selecting those who had X amount of followers, but a wide range from small to large of creators um and the program consisted of sort of some mentoring sessions from some key individuals um talks from some of the linkedin team um we got to network with a few of the other creators but again our we had to of course create content on the idea that we proposed and that consisted of creating content at least three times a week of various formats um which was tough it was challenging. Um, I'm naturally somebody that I will post content where I get the feeling to, whenever I get the feeling to. Yeah, like to want organically to rather than, oh, I've got
1: to yeah said, gun to the head. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. So to have the requirement of three times a week was a bit challenging, but. Um, And knowing that you didn't really have much time to plan ahead um, also added a bit more to the difficulty. But overall, it was really great. It trained you to become more consistent in producing content. Um, And following on from there, I sometimes make sure that I'm posting at least once or twice a week. Um, And it was able to build that discipline. And you notice the, I guess, growth when you are
1: a bit more consistent in showing up um, on LinkedIn. Mm. And when you say consistency, is it just the number of times you posted in the week, or is it the times or the days, or the type of content, or a bit of everything?
0: So I think what um I think it's different for everybody. Um, for me, what I've noticed what works for me is what I think generally in regards to timing um, with LinkedIn. I think generally mornings are the best, weekdays are the best, um, and for me personally what kind of posts works it's usually single image posts whereby i have text and a single image um that's what i've noticed has worked for me over the years um but again it's different for everybody
1: brilliant so so did so did would you say linkedin open doors i mean as i said you you have a variety a huge amount of accolades um, which everyone can go and look on her LinkedIn profile for all those accolades but do you feel like that opened doors for all of the other things you were doing or complemented that like for example how did you end up with Michelle Obama <laughs> That's
0: a okay yeah so
1: <laughs> With Michelle
0: Obama, that has actually stemmed from years, years, years ago from secondary school. Okay, so she's managed to build um, an amazing relationship with my secondary school and my Elizabeth Garrett Anderson yeah exactly mm-hmm. my first encounter with her was when I was in year seven I was in the choir and they we were preparing for a show they said a special guest usually you think it's a local superstar that they're so obsessed with but um the day comes and so much security so much medium we're thinking who on earth is coming to our school it's a normal state school in north London like we're not special we used to have a bad rep I've heard here?
1: of Elizabeth Garrett Anderson though so I wouldn't say it was a, a normal <laughs> state school I think it's 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 got a pretty good reputation as far as I know yeah but there you go so, um, now. <laughs> definitely and it's, it's produced always, someone always, like you so you know
0: oh, yeah. um, <laughs> was, um, but before especially I think before I even went there um, you know it wasn't um, amazing however now it's it's done a complete 360 but um lo and behold Michelle Obama walks across the stage um and she delivers an amazing speech and bear in mind I think I was probably like 12 or 13 and this was when they were first elected um in 2008 uh fast forward four years later she's had some interactions with the school and then I'm in year 10 now she's requesting for about 10 girls to come to DC spend about a week there, um, visit her in the White House a few times, engage with some other phenomenal women um, in leadership positions um, and give us that one-on-one advice, intimate conversations, which was a life-changing trip, um, which I always refer to as, although I wasn't as mature in my mindset, I think I use that, um, looking back at that moment, is very key in relation to, you know, the drive that I have even to this day, whereby it's like, well, if Michelle Obama has told you you can do it, then what what excuse do you have kind of thing? Um, and again, since then, she's maintained that relationship um, when she would come back here and there. She was supposed to come back for her book tour, um, I want to say 2021 i think it was um but covid so we did a virtual interview with penguin the publishers and right. and i believe was it last about two months ago she wrote me a letter um which was very sweet um so yeah
1: i mean i think that's wonderful and yeah i think it's really interesting how that has stemmed from a longer term relationships it's one of the yeah. one of the points that i would try and remind our community about is actually a lot of the referrals are going to come from people in your existing network. Don't forget about that because obviously Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a great way to reach out and and grow your network, but your existing network is just as valuable, even though it might not seem like it on the surface, but you'd be surprised as to how far you can get Mm -hmm. just from, telling people this is what I'm looking to do this is what I'm interested in do you know anybody and getting that referral yeah. so um with regards oh, to yeah. being a doctor in particular um outside of the, the the typical are you still practicing yeah I'm an f2 oh <laughs> so you are practicing <laughs> f2 <laughs> On top of everything else that you do, I think award goes to uh, the the doctor, <laughs> even just the doctor who has the most things going on with them. And like people say to me, "You've got a lot going on." No, you have a lot going. on <laughs> That is impressive. How do how do you how do you balance and and juggle everything? Because you know you also traveling, and how do you get time off from you have to? Like, how has that been for you?
0: It's been it fluctuates Mm -hmm. it's been challenging um because I am still full-time um (laughs) so it has been a bit challenging I've been able to find ways to work around things yeah um I was just in Ghana for three and a half weeks and came back last week but again you know being able to have that time off it was a mixture of you know, some annual leave days, some days that just being I knew creative, that I had. isn't it? Just
1: being creative with all yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Um, trying to combine as much as you can um, in order to make sure that I can sort of reach or fulfil my other duties as well.
1: Mm. And so, if you if you had to because one of the things we talk about again, in medic footprints. We're running a, a doctors in industry incubator for doctors who want to move to industry faster is really about clarifying your brand or clarifying who you are so that you can get referred to the right kind of people and grow your influence through word-of-mouth marketing. So how would you clarify Dr. Khadija Owusu? How would you describe yourself in a sentence? (laughs) Oh, Not a hard test, but like, yeah, what, what do you tell people? It's like, oh, what do you do? What do you say?
0: Yeah, so usually... What I would say is, well, I am a British Ghanaian doctor currently practicing in the UK, um, also a social entrepreneur running two charities, one in the UK called Melanin Medics and the other um, in Ghana called Akaya, as well as serve as an ambassador and advisor to a few other organizations um, and I'm also an international speaker.
1: And what is your mission? And what your big why? My mission? <laughs> well, my why? Yeah. Oh my why,
0: if I'm to really simplify it, is to just help people. But people really narrowing it down is young people. Right.
1: Why is that important to you?
0: I think that's very important to me because, um, as cliche as it sounds, young people are the future. And in my time where I was sort of, I guess, growing up, and have the dream of wanting to become a doctor i didn't necessarily have somebody hold my hand and say do xyz i didn't necessarily have a mentor um in place to i guess open doors for me or you know for me to reach the position that um you know becoming a doctor and my why or my mission, I would say, is to ensure that young people are able to reach their full potential with all the help that they can get. If somebody has been able to do so, it is your duty to also make sure that you reach out and help those um, behind you so that they can also become where you are, if not exceed who you are as a person.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. So for doctors who are listening today, um, they're looking at um working purposefully on growing their personal brand and influencing on an international scale do you have any nuggets of advice Mm -hmm. for them on how they can get started in doing that yes
0: definitely I think um well major advice would be to get started straight away don't hold yourself back a lot of the time we think well we need to have so many things in, things place, in place yeah <laughs> we get started but it's it's how we started with melanin medics we were about five of us um that came together alongside Elamade, um who initially started it as a blog and We just simply went to schools to show up and say, well, you know, there are black medical students that exist. There are black doctors that exist. With Akaya, I simply went into on a whim. I still don't know how I had the confidence. Flew to Ghana went into a school, delivered a workshop, and donated some items. Simply just starting with what you have, um, and you will continue to progress and grow. So whether it be showing up online in order to build some sort of presence, at the start you might be thinking, well, nobody's engaging with my content or anything like that. But as long as you are showing up, eventually you will start to pick up and build engagement we well, all started from somewhere <clears throat> so it's very important that you keep going um another thing is to always try your best to remain authentic in whatever you're producing content wise um just being yourself because the moment you try not to be yourself sometimes it will become a chore and people are always able to clock on to when you are not an authentic person you will not be able to build your audience or your community um and another thing will be to try your best to remain consistent um in building your audience and also you know engage with other people don't just produce but also engage with other people build your network and think outside the box that medicine traditionally puts us in
1: mm, I think that those are all really really great points um especially well actually all of it <laughs> get started today is probably <laughs> the most important point yeah. I know that people are probably listening to this going oh you know once I've got my website done and my xyz done and I have more time. Mm. than I start thinking about my it. website. Last... Sorry, so yes,
0: again. I mean you don't. Mm. You don't necessarily need to have a website and everything ready. So I mean, I only released my website last September, but I had been producing content on LinkedIn prior to that. Um, it's mm-hmm. not
1: necessarily have X Y Z in place then go. It's mm. start. Would you advise? I mean, by the way, I love your pictures. If you if you if you look, if you look up Khadija Owusu, um she's got some banging pictures on there. I have to say, like in her doc in in like lab not lab coat sorry in her scrubs as well in her work stuff. She just is remarkable and fascinating and just stunning, right? Thank you. So I want to ask you, like, how do you end up? You know, like, do so? Would you say like to invest? and getting some professional photos done especially if you are growing your brand and yeah like like tell me more about your your thinking behind that you know
0: what what? most if not all my professional photographs have I don't want to say been by accident or they have just it wasn't for the purpose of I'm getting pictures for content if you get me. So the pictures that I have in my scrubs were like an end of med school, you know, fun thing to do with friends that ended up being, you know, yeah. Um, helpful. Words. Yeah. Um, my current headshot was from a shoot that I did in Ghana um, that was just a fun thing to do with a friend. Um, some other shots that I've had done in Ghana This on this trip one was I was having brunch somewhere somebody recognized me from LinkedIn and he was a photographer and he's like oh my gosh can I take your pictures outside the restaurant oh my gosh
1: they'd seen your photos already and it was like oh my gosh yeah amazing um
0: but you know what investing in yourself is definitely crucial I think most importantly have a great headshot. Um, If you don't necessarily have to go and look for a photographer, if you're able to use your phone camera initially, then fine, because your headshot is what people will initially see anyway. And eventually, if you are somebody that is being, you know, you're being booked for speaking engagements or whatever, this is an image that you will submit and it will be showcased. So I guess invest in making sure that you have a great headshot,
1: if anything. Awesome. And one of my last questions, actually, I'm really glad that you brought it up is about the whole public speaking engagement. So as you know, as doctors, Mm -hmm. we are very much used to public speaking and presentations and all of that jazz, but we're not used Mm -hmm. to is doing public speaking engagements outside of the traditional medicine box and putting a a value or a price to it. So Mm. like, how would you advise doctors who want to really develop themselves as public speakers professionally and put mm-hmm. a value to it. Like what would you what would you advise? Yeah, definitely.
0: I think it's a really important question because mm. in in healthcare especially it can be quite hard. And I would say for me, getting or being able to build that professional aspect of my speaking, obviously a lot it's taken a lot of it's taken quite a few years. Um Millennium Medics has been a platform for me to practice the skill um that um I've always sort of develop from quite a young age um but transitioning into professionally being able to um earn from it um is quite a journey and quite a progression I would say um once you reach a stage whereby you think okay well you've certainly honed in on your craft and you realize that okay well the time and effort that you put in surely you should be appreciated for it um and in that case what i usually do is what i would advise is whereby you are asked to speak there is no harm in asking. Okay, well, what is your speaker fee, um, or what budget do you have in relation to um, hiring a speaker? Um, and if that fits within what you had in mind, then absolutely, by all means, go for it. But it doesn't necessarily go on to say whereby if somebody says they aren't able to, they aren't able to pay you, that means it's an automatic no. Sometimes you have to look at the other things. Well, will it get you more exposure? And um, will it? you know be an environment where you'll be challenged to speak on something that you maybe you've never really spoken on about mm-hmm. um and of course if you think it's not worth your time then by all means say no i've had cases where i say no or what i sometimes do is there are a lot of young people in my network especially within melanomedics, that are looking to practice the skill so what i would say is fortunately i can't however yeah. i'm happy to pass it on to a team member to represent us um on our behalf yeah i've done um, a lot of referrals on that yes. basis
1: and it feels good, actually, getting, yeah. giving other people opportunity um, on that true. stage. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just it's as great, if not better, <laughs> some of
0: them. So, yeah. But
1: I think what I would say is never
0: shy away from, mm. um, you know, saying how much you think or you believe you should be earning, or never shy away from asking: Is this a paid speaking mm-hmm. engagement?
1: I think I think I think those are really really. Excellent points. And I just wanna thank you so much for your time Khadija um, as an F2 and everything else that you are and the amazing influence that you have created and continuing to grow throughout the world in uh, like in such an amazingly like wonderful um, social impact way. So thank you so much for everything you're doing and what's next for you? Ooh, what's next? <laughs> Um hmm. You know, when
0: people ask me what's next, my first thing is I want to get done with F two.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I was gonna say like um, I mean, obviously F two is after F two, it's like you're kind of off and you've got options. I mean you've got options now, but you've even got you've yeah. got like a sabbatical there waiting for you if you want it. Yeah. So yes. so what what you, do you have an intention to finish a training pathway and become a consultant GP whatever or are you like actually I'm going to take a break from that and really focus on all of my you know charitable activities and giving back to to young people etc etc what's your thoughts
0: yeah currently my thoughts are definitely F3 yeah question mark f but using that time to, um, I mean, I just launched Akaya, so a lot of the focus now has been on Akaya. Um, so we've got quite some exciting stuff coming up towards the end of the year. Um, also, then Medics, we are quite busy actually the next few months. There's quite a few events. So um, for those listening, um, please do keep a look out on our social media. We have a few conferences and events coming up. Um, also, what else? Eventually, I will reach GP training <laughs> um after F3 or F4 um but my passions lie within or my interests lie within global health so I'm doing my MPH part-time so hopefully after a bit of GP years um find myself full-time
1: in a I guess non-NGO role brilliant well thank you so much for your time Khadija and I'm sure that people can find you online on your website Khadija Owusu or on LinkedIn yeah exactly thank you so much for having me well thank you thank you it's been a pleasure